Hello. So this is the second Honest Generation podcast. And first, I just want to say thank you so much to everyone who sent me lovely messages um, telling me that they enjoyed the podcast or just anything at all. That was so nice. Um, I was honestly so shocked that anyone outside my friends listened to it and really humbled um, your lovely messages. Like they meant so much to me. Um, that, you know, people thought that this podcast could be a good idea, but just your encouraging words, it was lovely. It was so, so kind. So thank you to everyone who messaged me. And anyways, this is my first uh, podcast with a guest. And I didn't know how I would go about it. Um, I knew for myself, I was just, um, well, if you listen to the first one, I just kind of talked about myself for a bit and introduced the idea of it. But um, my first guest is my best friend, Emma Waters, and I live with her here, so um, we could record it together in my room. Now, this was our second recording. The first uh, time we recorded it, um, we listened back to it and I realized all my mistakes, as you do with experience. I was trying to, as because I know Emma and know everything that happened in her life, I was trying to be like, oh, Emma, talk about that, talk about that. And that's not what you wanted to talk about. So it wasn't authentic or that honest. So this one was much more relaxed. And we just kind of uh, chatted. And after after it, I was thinking, um, I interrupted her way too many times. And I talked too much about myself when it was supposed to be her story and her truth. But I sat down and talked it out with Emma. And she was telling me, you know, it's a conversational podcast. There's room to explore topics. And it's true. It's supposed to be a bit of fun. It's not supposed to be um a scripted thing so we talked about a lot of interesting things um she talked about her experience in school a bit we ended up talking about uh, uh Florence Given and feminism and um how girls react or act around lads and uh what else did we talk about dreams I think random things um and Emma actually got a nosebleed in it and I was going to take it out um but I think it's funny so I left it in but anyways, uh, this is it. Emma is the most amazing person I know. She's been there for me more times than I can count and a true friend. She tells me things I don't want to hear and she so- supports me and builds me up and she's wonderful. She is resilient, strong, kind, caring, all the good stuff. But anyways, I hope you enjoy. Thanks for listening. Cheer about and who you are. Yeah, um, so my name is Emma Waters, I'm 21, and I'm from Cropwell in Galway, um, and I'm in NUIG, um, my third year um, studying financial maths and economics. Woo! Yeah, so exciting. <laughs> Do you like your course? Do you like college? Um, like, I can't say I love my course. Um, I think anyone that um, I'm in my course with, I think knows that I'm not that confident with it. Um, I chose my course when I was in Leaving Cert and like, I don't know, I suppose like everyone else, it was sort of just like influenced by different people and you know, you're that age, you don't really know what to do and like, I suppose, um, you're not really clear-headed and you don't know what you want. I still don't know what I want, but um, I sort of do regret, like, picking my course. Um, do you think, do you have that feeling often? 
Yeah. That feeling of regret, really. Yeah, it like I remember being in first year and I was thinking about moving to um, BIS, um, Business Information Systems, in NUIG. Um, but I was like, oh no, I'll stick it out. Um, you know, like I suppose I didn't, I wanted to prove to myself that I could do it. Um, but at the same time, I knew it wasn't right for me and I wasn't feeling like... Proved to yourself that you could do financial maths, is it? Yeah. Um, and like, I suppose, you know, you don't really want to go home and be like, oh, like, I don't like it. Yeah. You know, like, we're so lucky to go to college, like, and then to turn around and say, oh, you know, I... Yeah, I think it's a different story as well when you get a grant. Yeah. You know. Yeah, because I'm on the Susie grant or whatever. Shout but out to Susie. Yeah, she's great. Thank you. <laughs> um, but like, I suppose, yeah, you don't really understand too. Like, I know there are ways you can stop the Susie Grant or whatever. Can you? Can you reapply for for a different course? Yeah, but I think you lose, um, you lose any maintenance you get, like up to that point. Yeah. But your fun, like, I think there's you know there's closing dates for everything. Yeah. You know, um, but I don't know. I like, even. I know the girls in my course, like, shout out to <laughs> my little squad, you know who you are. <laughs> um, but like, they know, they know for a fact that I, I, um, I have sort of regretted doing it. And, and have they, has anyone like you've talked to shared that feeling of regret with the course? Um, or like just um, the same amount of like unsureness? Oh, I don't think it's to the same amount, but like I could be completely wrong here. Yeah. Um, like I do, like I've realized that I get like an overwhelming like sense of like imposter syndrome, mm. um, with my course. Like I, you know, I just feel like I shouldn't be there, and like I just, you know, even like going into assignments and stuff like that, I just like I don't even read the question. I like automatically go into this thing of like, oh, I can't do it. I need to use Google, or like. You know, and I don't even read the question. Yeah. You know, that way. I think it's like, it's weird because I look back to like leaving certain stuff like that and in secondary school and I'm like, I would never do that. I'd always just stick it out and like, you know, just sort of like, um, I suppose take control of it. But I feel like just so, um, so defeated by it at times, you yeah. know. And then like, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, when you're in that state, then you're like, oh, do I, I don't want to look for help, like, or I'm afraid to ask for help or anything, you know? Yeah. Um, like, I know last week, Kim knows, anyways, um, I, um, like, I was really upset and I just, oh, like, college was sort of getting to me and everything. And I just felt really under pressure and stuff. And Kim was like, just ask the girls, like, you know, for help, like, there's no shame in it. Yeah. And it does help, like, and yeah. it does just to see where everyone's at. And, like, of course, the girls were like, oh, like, I don't really know either how I'm getting on, you know? Do you think it is worse because of COVID? Because you're not, like, in live lectures and you can't meet them for coffee and stuff? Yeah, definitely. And even just, like, you know, if you have a small question, like, you don't want to just, like, interrupt the whole Zoom, <sighs> you know, just because, like, it could be something so trivial. Yeah. And you're just like, like... I don't know, I just get embarrassed or like... But you were saying before that like no one asks questions in your course and you kind of wonder like, 
are people thinking the same thing as me? Yeah. Would you like ever think of like putting in like a message instead of like, you know, the thing where you speak? Yeah. Or do you just feel the same that I would interrupt the whole thing? Like, <clears throat> I know definitely that is the right thing to do. Um, but like, you know, sometimes when you just think, oh my God, like everyone probably knows this already. Mm-hmm. And like, um, Sums is great in NUIG. Shout out to Sums too. Um, cause you can go there. So I went there for last week and it was really good. Um, but yeah, like definitely ask, like you're not alone, I suppose. Mm. Um, I'm sure people know these feelings. Yeah. Um, uh, like imposter syndrome, did you ever feel that with anything else or was your first experience with it? No, I haven't. I haven't. Like, and I, I remember like, um, the food medic, I remember it coming up on like her Instagram post and I was like reading into it. I was like, geez, I can't really relate to that that much, you know? And then it was only sort of this year and I was sort of really thinking about like how I feel when it comes to college and I was like yeah this is really it you know it actually is just um like I don't deserve to be here Mm. and like yeah it's it's rotten like feeling you know it is yeah but I feel like I um can relate or identify with imposter syndrome in loads of different things I don't know, like, I feel like, uh, as, as well, like, over the years, I used to feel it in Camogie. I'd feel it. Should I feel it? I used to feel it in just, like, my life in general. I know that sounds so nice. bizarre. Like, yeah, since even secondary school, I'd just be like, I didn't identify with the identity I was projecting. Do you know, does that make sense? Yeah, I guess And that so. was my experience with imposter syndrome. Because I feel like I projected maybe, like, this, like, fun, free, um, I don't know, uh happy positive person yeah and I suppose then sometimes I just be like I had these like I'm gonna say like dark thoughts in quotations but just like dark feelings and then I was like this doesn't make sense in my identity Mm. and I I didn't have the tools to deal with them so that then I just felt like that was imposter syndrome for me and then like I felt it then when I started piano lessons I was like I'm not good enough to teach piano I'm not qualified enough and then in my course I would, or even like starting to play music with Stephen. Yeah. And then I'd go to like the open mics and stuff and I'd be like, I would be afraid to tell people because I'm like, I don't identify as a musician either. Yeah. Because I feel like I don't know enough. I'm not good enough. Mm. But I suppose that's the core of imposter syndrome is just like not being enough. Yeah. I think it is like maybe, I don't know, or I don't really know much, like that much about it. And do you think like, would it help if you got like more... I don't know, like compliments or like feedback and stuff like that. You know, do you think that helps? Because I, I... Yeah, I don't know. I feel like for me it gets worse then because people are feeding into... <clears throat> I think it all it comes from within. Like people, if mm. you get loads of compliments, be like, Jesus, you're great at financial math, aren't you? Do you know what I mean? I like, if people like enforce the image you're projecting, you feel even further away from that. Yeah. Because you're like, fuck me, I feel so different to what they see me as yeah I think it just starts from within like whatever you're at if you're doing if you're doing music if you're doing financial maths you are in the same boat as everyone who's doing that too Mm. the only difference is just belief and just also awareness of where you are do you know what I mean you might like wake up and teach piano but you just have to be aware that like you're at the beginning of that journey journey it doesn't mean that you're a phony yeah it just means that you're just learning yeah you know it's true I suppose like you can't just like 
be an expert at it straight away yeah. and like I don't know especially from like secondary school and that there's probably going to be na- like gaps in your knowledge anyways like yeah. you know so I don't know where it all came from but I think um I think a lot of it like was like I didn't really know what to expect when I came into it and I wasn't prepared um for that like how abstract like the you know the maths is in the course you know and then I and then I sort of just I think crumbled under that I was sort of like oh um yikes I don't know what these letters mean you know but I suppose like I suppose it's a learning thing too like you know yeah um and like looking back I probably should have um got out while I could I know I still can but like you know Jesus I'm in second semester or third year like you know um and I do like it and I did learn a lot about um you know about the things I like and I don't like either yeah you know it's all a trialing like process I suppose you know in life in general but um like I know it is it's a fantastic course and it does open up doors to you and like you do learn a lot but at the same time like um yeah that's that's sort of how I feel with it yeah at the moment like yeah I just feel like um you you can have like statements that could help like say I was saying to you before the other day you you know look at the facts like you've got enough points to get into that course yeah you've passed your exams I mean even if you didn't pass your exams there's no reason why you don't deserve in your quotations to be in that course yeah but you just like have to acknowledge like I'm okay so when you get feel the imposter syndrome coming in like I'm a bit overwhelmed right now Mm. doesn't mean I'm a phony or do you know what I mean yeah it's true I'm just, like I'm a bit stressed I'm a bit overwhelmed right now yeah you know? yeah yeah I suppose it would be yeah good to break it down like that yeah but um it's hard then when you're in the moment and like if you Jesus if you don't realize what it is too it's sort of like yeah I think second year there I was sort of going through it and I was like yikes I don't feel like yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um yeah that's um that's college like but no, I love my, like, I love, like, all my friends and, like, everything there. And I am glad I, I suppose I did it. Because um, um, it is, a, it's a great, like, course in that. Like, it opens it up, a lot of opportunities to you. But, like, I suppose, like, it was, you know, deciding that, though, back yeah. at the time that you just don't realise. Yeah. Who is shaping your future? <laughs> yeah, that's it though. You know, when yeah. you're in um when you're in leaving certain stuff and you're just like, Oh, what will I do? And then, you know, your parents pushing you in one way and Yeah. You know and you don't know enough. Like, no, you don't. You don't. Yeah. you don't. But Yeah. But um college in general, like the college experience, how did you find that going from leaving cert to college? Um yeah, it's it's different. Um so when once like um I finished the leaving search, I moved straight into this house um where Kim and I live. And I moved in with my two friends, Alice and Grace, who are also friends with Kim. And we had a great summer, like it was so fun and like, you know, it was like the weather and like, you know, you didn't have to like call your mom to collect you like yeah, after yeah. a night out and you know, it was really easy and like Cisco's and everything was great, like yeah. Um, and then I think coming into first year then, um, it, it was fine. I was very busy. I had, 
I had two jobs at the time. Um, I So in the summertime, I was working in a restaurant and then I sort of just got overwhelmed with that and I sort of, I just quit because <laughs> I felt a bit overworked in the place, to be quite yeah, honest. Yeah, you worked there for a good while and they kept giving you shitty, like, split shifts, so it wasn't just like a sudden decision yeah and no well I came home one night and I was like no fuck this and if anyone's ever in a fucking minimum wage job just quit your job (laughs) if you don't like it um but um so I went home one night and I just applied for anything on Indeed that was in Galway City and I got a job in a tanning and supplement shop for the weekends and that was great um it was Handy money, like, you know, sitting down for most of the day, talking to customers, yeah. selling stuff. And then I sort of realised then I I didn't have enough money then to just sort of, I was sort of just getting by, you know, and it's yeah. like, it's hard enough then, like, you know. Were you? <sighs> yeah, because I was only probably getting, like, you know, you've rent to pay. Yeah. And I was only maybe getting like 12 hours, you know. Yeah. Which is, you know... What you, is this uh, in first year now or during the summer? This was in first year, like in oh, September. Okay. Yeah. Um, oh, no, the summer was grand. But this is in the supplement shop. Um, and anyways, they couldn't give me more hours. They would want to, but they, they couldn't do that for me. Um, so I, was, I went looking for another job and, again, applied for anything on Indeed. And I got an internship in an online furniture company. Um, and the way they did it was like, this was for a second semester. So I got that in January and I, my timetable for my second semester in college, it always seemed, it's all my lectures started at nine and finished at like 11 and I had the Friday off. So the company gave me a 20 hour contract from Monday to Friday. So I had to fill the 20 hours between the Monday and the Friday. Mm. Um, so after college then, um, in second semester, I'd cycle up to, um, up to, from college um, and the places on the tomb road and went to the internship there. Yeah. Do you remember feeling stressed at the time? Because you're so busy, like going from college to work, to work the weekends. Yeah. Yeah. It was... It was weird. Like, I suppose first year, like, in any course, it's pretty lax, you know, they easy yeah. into it. Um, but I was, I was stressed, I think, and I didn't, I didn't realise it. And I just, I, I don't think I, um, I don't think I gave myself enough of a break, like, you know, mm. and I'm, break. Yeah. Any downtime to think or something like that. Yeah, because I was keeping up the job then on the weekends in the supplement shop. Um, so I was working 30 hours a week um and doing college. Um and I was I was actually going to college when I was thinking of it. I didn't really I, I didn't really go out that much in second semester. I went out a good bit in first semester, but like I think there was um there was a loneliness there for sure. I don't know if it was stress I was probably like compounding or whatever mm. but I think I sort of realized then I was like oh like I don't know what to do like I didn't put that much effort into making friends like new friends and then um you've no time for connection though when you're that busy like. yeah and then like in the internship then they were all like 30 and like 
you know, if you come in with like bloody, you know, mascara in under your eyes, yeah. like, you know, and then like they're your boss too, like, you yeah. know. Um it was hard to it was hard to relate to them. Like my boss was fabulous, like she was a great woman. Yeah. Um, but like at the same time you'd be holding things back like you wouldn't want to, you know, say yeah. to her too, because like she's your boss, like. Yeah. Um and at the time it was actually just me and my boss and her boss. Yeah. So it was a bit of weird. Um And do you remember like at the time, uh like knowing what the feeling like saying you felt lonely? Do yeah. you remember acknowledging that or being like I feel a bit down or or did you did you could you like call it loneliness were you able to label it at the time because like first year of um college I feel a lot of people can feel lonely a lot yeah you go from leaving sir and living like in your home yeah and you're getting your dinner handed to you all the time and you have your place and you have your community in school so I just feel like it's so maybe a lot of people felt it but do you remember at the time knowing what it was or yeah, I remember I was I called my sister who was over on Erasmus and I was just so like upset and I just didn't know what to do and I felt like I was just sort of I was sort of nearly being busy like yeah. I'd even like go to the gym um like in the night time because I just sort of I don't know like I just felt alone and like um the girls in the house had their boyfriends and like I didn't and I was sort of like where do I fit in here? Like, yeah, yeah. you know, um, and I know, like, I suppose I like could have reached out to like you even, yeah. but I think it's just, um, well, see, I was in the same boat. Like. Yeah. I was, you know, I don't think I was, I, I didn't hate my course, but I was unsure of it for sure at the start. Yeah. And then I was working at Mark Spencer's like four or five days a week. And even though it was like four hour shifts, mm. I, was, I felt very stressed, like getting from college and like, thinking I'm making the right decision and then just going to work and then going on the beer and then going to the gym when you have free time. Yeah. And like, I remember feeling lonely too, but I didn't know what it was. Mm. Do you know? Yeah. And I think then when you're, when you feel busy, you like trick yourself and you're like, oh no, I'm having a great time. Like, yeah. And you know, you think if I'd be productive, then it kind of helps your self-esteem or something. Yeah. 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 Um, and I'm not like, I'm not, um, too fond of like big crowds and stuff like that you know so I know myself that like um like going out and stuff like that it's not like even now like clubs and stuff like that I probably wouldn't be like out boogie and yeah, such with fair. big crowds yeah um so I knew in a way I didn't really like that I just sort of wanted just a connection to something yeah you know um and I suppose it's hard, like, again, like, you don't have your, like, mom to go home to. Yeah. Like, and have that sort of sense of home and, like, you know, even... You kind of as well, I, I did anyways, when you're working at the weekends, you get lazy and you don't go home. So yeah. you're like, what's the point, I can go to the gym. And then you pay for it. You do, because you're not going home and you're not revisiting, like, I say, like, air quotations again, like, a safe space. Or yeah. your mom or somewhere you can just kind of settle again. Yeah. I stopped doing that. And then, like, I would pay for it the following week. That feeling would build. Do you know, I don't know if you can relate to that. Yeah, because I remember, like, um, we've done up this apartment since, <laughs> but at the time it was really yucky, like, and uh, it's you can't get that comfort, especially mm. in first year, like, you're not in place long enough. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's just, like, yeah. And I didn't think, I, I like, I rarely ever went home, even in second year and mm. now. 
Um, well, you go home often enough now. Yeah, I go home often, I suppose. But um, I think that's COVID and stuff like that too. <laughs> Just, <Yeah>. Never mind. <laughs> I don't go anywhere. I stay here. <laughs> Essential journeys. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, it's um, it's strange. Like yeah. and like, like we said before, we were talking about this. It's so gas, but um, I suppose I could identify with in second year. You're sitting in a house and like no shade at all to anyone with the boyfriend. But you're when you're sitting in a house and like everyone around you has boyfriends, you're like, oh, I feel like shit. I must need a boyfriend. Yeah. It's just like, I don't know why, but it's just like the obvious, like when you're young and you're dumb, like it's the obvious like thing you look at and you're like, cure. Yeah, you do. And like I hadn't had a boyfriend either yeah. Um, up until like last year or whatever. And... I just thought like I thought that's what I needed and I thought like oh it, like you know it ish would like validate me or like I don't know what it was see when you're feeling low and you're feeling lonely and a bit lost yeah you're not loving yourself how can you do you know yeah and what do you crave when you can't love yourself for somebody else to love you do you know what I mean so yeah it's all under the same umbrella like it all makes sense yeah you know? and it's mad though like Oh, I wouldn't get into a relationship that easy anymore. Mm. No way. But at the time then, I was so hyped for one. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Like, Kim and I, like, made a bet. Um, <laughs> this time last year. Or not this. Was it just uh, maybe um a year and a half ago or whatever. And we were, like, really forcing ourselves to, like, put, put ourselves, ourselves out there. there yeah. And, like, um we, like, bet each other that would ask a guy out every month, I think. I don't think I think we said like the next guy that we like we're gonna ask him out on a date. Yeah. I don't think we were like once a month a date, were we? I think we were. Oh Jesus. I think we were, yeah. That's for problematic. <laughs> okay. But I, I suppose it was uh, caught us two boyfriends. <laughs> yeah. So it did work out, but like that's the thing though, like not once did we check in on ourselves and be like, wait, where are we actually at? Yeah. Is that what we really need? You know? Yeah. Or do we need to love ourselves more? You know? Yeah. Um, and I think there is that when you, when you, I don't know if anyone else can relate, but like, you know, when you are in, in a relationship, um, it's, it's mad how your, like, your self-worth sort of just like grows, um, because you you take no shit, like, you you know, um, that thing, I like, I wouldn't have any regrets at all, like say, like in the last couple of years but your confidence even though it grows it's kind of counterintuitive because you get I got any way more confident mm. in myself yeah and like what is that about like I actually never really thought of that like why in a relationship does that happen is it like the power of someone else loving you I don't know and is it like I don't know because like I feel like oh like sure like I don't feel the feelings as before like I don't feel like I need to be validated at all and like um it was it was a thing there for a while like that I I would have to but like I don't know what it is Mm. but like I just like even like finding my voice and like saying no to things like I feel that grew like I would always be fairly easygoing like 
person and like you know go with flow don't want any hassle mm. and like I don't know what it was but I was sort of like no I don't want that yeah you know um and that really grew in me when I got like into a relationship yeah um and I'm not saying like this was sort of like a thing that the relationship well it did sort of spark it in a way because you know your boundaries do get tested yeah um but like I'm sure like you can work on them without being a relationship, mm. you know, too. Yeah. Um, I don't know. What do you think? Well, I had a different experience to you, you know. Yeah. Um, I do think, like, it just goes to show, like, the best way to learn anything in life is experience. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Literally, you know, experience, like, and it gives you great perspective. And I don't think, I don't know if many people, I, I think a lot of people go from relationship to relationship and they never maybe go into as much analysis as we are or thinking. But I definitely know now, like, um, being single again, if I ever got that feeling that I got before I had a boyfriend of, like, loneliness or maybe I need some, I know it's fake. It's false, like. Yeah, it is. You can yeah. get that with your friends, you know what I mean? And, like... If you're horny, you can get that with your friends too. I I mean, that isn't like, do you know what I mean though? Yeah. Like, your needs can be met in a way that does not have to, you don't have to get in a relationship. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And like, you, you know, when you're feeling lonely, I feel like you have to reach out to your friends. And I always did before, but you have to um, connect. And it's a different, you can sit down there and your friends will be like, I'm feeling a little bit sad. And I feel like we're lucky with our friends that they'll be like, oh, there'll be so so much engagement, so much kindness, compassion. Yeah. Um, and people trying to understand you. Do you know what I mean? And I feel like we have that. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's always different in a relationship, but you, when you get that kind of feeling of like, yeah, maybe I'd like a relationship or something or because I'm feeling this feeling, that loneliness feeling. I don't, do you don't even know what to call it? I don't even like, whether it's loneliness or whatever it is. Yeah. But, or the need to be validated it's false it's not real yeah that's from my perspective anyway and what i've learned because you can get that from your friends from your family and from your purpose in life like things that you know make you put a fire in your belly do those things and that is what you need and to love yourself yeah a bit of rant there. no i agree though um because it was a massive thing for me and i didn't i didn't think this is what would come out of it that I'd sort of like, oh, I'd find a bit of a voice in myself, like, mm. and like, I wouldn't take shit anymore or like, not even shit, but like, just little things I didn't even want, like, or experiences I didn't want to do. And like, I was sort of like, I don't know, it was sort of, I got a big like sort of empowerment. Like, I was like, no, do you know what? Like, I am, I'm good enough for anyone. Mm. I'm good enough for myself. Like, and that's yeah. all that matters, you know? Um, and I think that's what I, I learned from my relationship anyways. Mm. Um, yeah, it's, it's mad though. Um, cause I do remember for years, like even in secondary school, just like, you know, craving lads to like you and looking back, I, I didn't even like them, yeah. you know? Same. And never did I, uh, think for a moment, take a step back and be like, do I actually, value or, or like the qualities and the pe the people that I want to like me you know yeah do I actually like them do I like what they're about yeah you know what I mean like like 
I don't know, when you come from a country school, um, the hurlers are God's luck. And you, but they are, like, yeah. they are. Yeah. And, like, everyone's just mad for them, like. And, like, it's, you know, it's a sport and it's just, like, the, what goes on in schools, like, you know, the fucking popular lads in air quotations again. But um, it is a thing, like. And yeah. I feel like it's an unspoken thing. Yeah. And, like, uh, how many of us at 16, 15, when we were, like, drooling over them, were thinking, do I actually like the way he spoke, he was rude to that teacher in class? But, like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Just for example, like. Yeah. Or am I too busy giggling, like. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's funny, but um, male validation is a drug, like. Yeah. It goes back way before us. Yeah, it is. But, like, it's funny then, because, like, when you go to college then there's so many you know so many different groups and stuff like that and you find your people and you're like oh no they're like you know I'd like someone like that like you know um and I suppose like when you are in when you are in secondary school and like that's what's deemed popular Mm -hmm. like I suppose you did you're gonna admire it and romanticize it Mm, you know so um so yeah, it's um it's weird though. Yeah, it's mad. And it's innocent though at the same time because it is innocent. Through, yeah, and I and I feel like saying this, I don't know. I'm like, oh god, maybe I shouldn't say this, but I'm like, we were young and just like, it goes on. Yeah, and I'm sure it still goes on. Do you know what I mean? Like, it does. But like you see it in Mean Girls, like or yeah. you know in all the movies too. It's like you know the American footballers are like yeah you know and like getting with the popular girls and like stuff like that yeah. you know. Um, so maybe yeah, it's just better in, in all, us. Yeah, like. in all cultures, like yeah. Yeah. Like, you even see it now though. Like you see, like you can see it from a mile away when there's like say, um, a girl very obviously trying to get a lad's attention. Do you know what I mean? Let's use this as an example, and you know, drooling over them or following them around a house party or something like that. Yeah. And you see it from a mile away and you look and you're like, oh, but like it's in us all. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Or it was in us all, like whatever. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I think we've all experienced it. Yeah. No, I have anyways. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird saying it out loud. I know, isn't it? Um, sure we can head out and edit out Yeah. Oh, but it's, yeah, it's crazy. Like, yeah. but, um, a lot of the time, though, like, you don't, you don't realise it. And, like, mm-hmm. I think, you know, like, Florence Given, like, following her, I think she's just, like, you're just like, oh, my God, like, women are actually unreal, like, yeah. you know? um, And, like, different people, and you're, I don't know, in a way, then, you're sort of, like, you know, you were chasing these guys, but, like, you know, women can validate each other, I suppose, yeah, too, you know? absolutely, absolutely. Um, and I do think, um, when I was younger, I'd have overlooked a friend in, um, like a, a nightclub environment or like a pub environment, overlooked a friend, um, with, for a lad. And it goes on in all friend groups. Yeah. And I kind of look back and I don't look back and be like, oh, like, what the fuck was I at? Because I'm like, you know, I'm not going to be hard myself like it just is what it is yeah but all, all I know is would I had have had a better night if I you know was just having the crack at my friend and like I know from experience like when I think of like the best nights I had were sitting around having conversations with women and like having the crack like yeah and like I'm sure lads are the same like you know I'm sure 
it goes both ways. Lads know, like, other lads who fucking drool over girls. And I bet a lot of the time your favourite memories and your favourite nights are when you are having a chat with your best friend. Do you know, real yeah. connection. Yeah. I don't know, can you... Oh, I can relate. I've, I've fucked over my friends many times for, you know, for that, like... Um, and I, I, it did sit in my stomach for a while. I, I, oh, like. You see, it happens to us all, though. Yeah. But I, it's, it's always, you know, when you're in it. And then, like, it's mad. Then the next day, you know it's bad. Like, yeah. you know. But, um, yeah, it is in us. Yeah. And, like. That's why it's good to talk. It's just good to talk about because, like, we all do it. And the only difference is we just need to have a bit of awareness. And because we're the only ones who suffer from it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. The next day and like or, or in any situation. Yeah. You would you you're waiting for a lad to or you're hoping a lad will like you, but like your friends love you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Do you know? But yeah, it's so it's so interesting. Yeah. And it's not even that like I don't know the girls be angry at you. It's sort of you're just like, why did I do that to my mates? Like you know. Yeah. Why? But um, yeah, it's it's amazing though. Like how your mindset changes and like develops like yeah. you know from a night out you just sort of want to talk to the girls like yeah, you know yeah. um but yeah, yeah. It's, it's crazy like but what like I'd love to like get to the science of it like I know it goes back to like it's part of history but mm. what is it about like lad attention that's addicting like we were talking do you remember at Electric Picnic and there's a certain um dynamic going on and we were all knackered and then uh some person one person got really energetic and he said you turned around and said to me because like there was a lad who entered the circle order and you said to me you're like what is it about um male attention that gives girls energy and it's like a drug like yeah you know we you could all be knackered and lethargic and then like a lad starts talking to your friend or you and you're perked straight back up yeah and i don't know what other example I could give that the same thing happens only like drugs or something yeah it probably is though it probably is yeah, like you know I'd love to know the science behind the, it the love yeah. drug like um and like you know even just like attractive people and stuff like that it probably is just yeah. uh I don't know what is it the golden triangle or whatever yeah. <laughs> looking at like early yeah. hot person but um but like you know we're two straight people and yeah. so we can't speak for everybody and like we're only speaking from our experiences but like maybe like the same happens like for queer girls I don't know though but it is interesting that like you know like even like women like behave differently Mm, under the male gaze under the male gaze you know but like um Florence Given so far Florence Given is a feminist activist uh, for anyone who doesn't know if you look at her on Instagram she's very good but um I remember her before talking did you watch that video and she was like um, you know, you feel the, uh, the male gaze so much that she was saying before, like she would act differently when she was texting a lot, even if he wasn't in the room, because she felt like he was always watching her. Oh God! <laughs> I don't know. I know that sounds mental, yeah. but I feel like when I was younger and I would be like Snapchatting a lad or something, I feel like I'd walk around differently. Like, like mm, yeah, like. yeah. I know, like, it's so embarrassing to say out loud, but it's true. Like, yeah, no, you would, actually, yeah. yeah. you'd have a bit of a, like, confident head in you, or maybe you'd just be, like, you'd be, I don't know what, like, uh, flicking your hair or something, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, 
Oh my God. Do you know what I mean? And that is like, you know, the influence of the male gaze, like. I wonder, like, were you acting that way in a way that like, oh, you wanted someone to tell you to ask you about it? Or do you think it was like something more internal, like? No, I think it's just that dopamine hit of like thinking that some boy somewhere likes you and you like him and you're just... (laughs) It must be though, do you know what I mean? Like, Yeah. You'd Um, be giddy. Yeah, you would. Oh, it's sick. Okay. Jeez, we got into um, Florence Given Hole there. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, Vision boards. We just mentioned vision boards. Will we talk about them for a second? Yeah. Yeah. Um, when do we? I think we made our vision board like was it two weeks ago? Mm. Um, okay, but I went down to Chat and Net and printed off um a few pics or whatever. But um, it's amazing how much they work like. Mm. Um, and um, when did we start? Like, Will we do. Do you want to explain like how you first got um introduced to vision boards or like how you. You don't, like, go back to the law of attraction or... Yeah. Um, I think it was when we were... I don't know. We were in secondary school. Yeah. And you lost your phone. Do you remember oh, that? Oh, yeah. Um, Kim lost her phone and she couldn't find it. And... um, did, I don't know. You tell the story. Because I remember you just sending me into the group chat. And I was like, I need to read this book. It's um, magic-like. It was in TY that I discovered um, the book The Secret. I don't know, did I discover it first or did somebody else? Or it was the movie first. And The Secret is basically a movie, it's really old, and it's basically about how to get everything you want in life through the power of your mind. Uh, thought, um, ask, believe, receive. Your thoughts become things, uh, things like that. And it doesn't really make sense until you read it or watch the movie. But um, then all of the girls got in on it and we all were mad for like visualizing things and I lost my phone and I drew a picture like they say in the movie or the book of how to like manifest things back and I drew a picture of my phone and I was like I'm so happy and grateful that I have my phone and I put it into the group chat and said can everyone try and look at this picture and manifest my phone back and then it came back yeah that's how we got into it it and it was your first encounter of it yeah um yeah and I was really like um I remember it changed my whole, like, oh, I don't know, personality even. Because I was like, no, guys, like, I remember, like, by the end of, like, leaving her, I remember one of my friends is like, Emma here. And she's like, you know, the big hippie, like, everyone, guys, be kind to each other. <laughs> and, like, I remember, like, one of the girls tagging me for it. But, like, um, you know, it's it was good in a way that it was, it made you positive. Because it's always, like, you know, positive um attracts positive experiences like you know mm. it's po- positive thinking attracts positive experiences and I got a nosebleed <laughs> <laughs> like a tissue <laughs> I could feel it coming <laughs> when's the last time you had a nosebleed oh I always get them I think it's like when the weather changes oh yeah and I know it's really weird but I think I need I think I might need to like burn the inside of my nose because like I think it's just like a Really loose capillary, isn't it? Oh, fuck. Yeah. Um, this one's not that bad, though. Poor devil. Yeah. Um, so, what are you on about? Vision boards? Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Hippie Emma. Hippie Emma, yeah. Um, but I remember... Um, I remember it changed, like, 
a lot of things I'm like I was sort of like oh no I need, I need to think positively mm-hmm. and um it took up well like it didn't take up a lot of time but um it changed my outlook on things I think um because I would never have thought of that I'd never think thought of like oh like not that you need to think positive thoughts or that your thoughts could affect your reality yeah mm. um but yeah I started like practicing it then and um it worked like mm. it worked and even at that like sort of just made me happy like yeah you know um when you think of all the things like you're really happy for and you're really grateful for like even now I like I do it most mornings and I write out the things that I'm like really grateful for and like it makes you feel so good like you know it puts a, a smile on your face like um so yeah Kim and I made um fishing boards then two weeks ago and it's mad because a lot of the stuff has like been manifested like yeah, you know already, yeah. um so it's crazy and I remember like I used to really really like want like these like materialistic things and like actually like feel like I really really want them but I don't know when we were making these ones I think we were both sort of like yeah it's mad how your what you value changes over like I mean it was only a couple of years in the grand scheme of things yeah but um, it, I feel like our vision boards, like, they kind of reflected how we've changed as people. Because when I was making it, like, on my vision board, like, I won't tell you everything on my vision board because you can't steal my dream. But, like, I have, like, a number of how many students I would ideally like. And, like, a picture of travelling and a picture of me playing the piano and a picture of me busking because I want to try and make my or make myself go out and busk, which for me is, like, quite a big deal. I find it, like, the most nerve-wracking thing. But it's like all these lovely things that you would like for yourself and you put them up on a board and you look at them and you ha- you try to have good feelings about them instead of fear. That's what I use them for. I look at them and I'm like, I believe that can happen. And it kind of takes the, it, it takes it out of your head and onto something physical that you can look at. But I was saying to Emma how much it has changed because when I made my first vis- vision board, it was covered in numbers. Like the, like the size I wanted to be, I wanted to be a size four to six. And like, my body's not built to be that small, like, it's just not, and, but that's what I wanted to manifest, and I wanted to be certain, I think I wanted to be, like, eight stone, and, like, I'm too tall for eight stone, like, it's just, but anyway, the, it defies, uh, it's not the point of it, it's just, like, when you're younger, that's what you value, like, aesthetic things, and at the, my dream was to be small and, like, gorgeous, so that people would love me, but then you grow up and you actually have genuine dreams and like wholesome values. But yeah, I don't know. Like what was your vision board when you were younger? Oh, I actually, I pulled out one from like in under my bed actually this week. Because I was, I was trying to reach it for fucking weeks. But I actually, I got a stick and I pulled it out from under my bed. Um, but like, again, it was... Um, Oh, there was a picture of Kay Lightson's on it and Gigi Hadid, like, you know. Um, <laughs> the Gigi Hadid kills me, like, <laughs> And I, I'm not, um, I'm a fairly muscular girl, like, there's no way. Um, but, like, Gigi Hadid isn't, like, attainable for anybody, like. Yeah, I mean. yeah. Um, and, like, again, I wanted, like, all, like, H1s and millions or, or whatever, you know. And... Then a lot of just like materialistic goals then like you know you wanted x amount of money and like 
stuff like that and now like on my vision board is a camper van (laughs) you know and like just like um countries that I want to visit and stuff like that but it um you know I I can't say like that I I wasn't really in touch with my dreams like when I was younger I didn't really know what I wanted um you know I like our family now weren't the wealthiest at all, like, you know, so, you know, I remember, like, you know, all my friends going on foreign holidays and stuff like that, and, like, you know, we go around to fucking Kerry in the camper van, and mm. I used to think, eh, like, you yeah. know, they're all gone to Port Ventura. Yeah. Um, for me, like... It's the skiing holidays used to kill me. <laughs> Stop. Rich family things. <laughs> um, so I always wanted that, and I was always craving that, and I just thought, like, you know you know, once they got a lot of money, then, like, you know, you can have, do all these things, and, like, you know, it, it was hard to get out of that mindset, like, um, you know, you sort of always, like, chasing, like, to be successful, Mm. whatever that is, and, like, be a millionaire, you know, um, but, I don't know, it's sort of, I can't say that, that only left me, like, a year ago, or so, yeah, um, it's not that long ago. No, it's not. I think COVID may have done wonders for you, like, do you think? Like, yeah. Like, time downtown. Yeah, I do. Because, um, you know, you realise what's important. And, like, I realise I'm sort of just happy now. Like, yeah. I'm living in the middle of Galway, like, with my best friend in a grand apartment. Like, yeah. you know, it's it's easy, like. Mm. And, um, you know, and... I know there's a lot of people that work really, really hard. Um, but like, you know, are they that happy? Like, you know? Yeah. Um, do they get to enjoy the money, like, um, like having nice things and stuff like that? Um, I don't know. Mm. But I know all I know is now that I'm sorta of, I'm I'm not on that line anymore. And I'm sorta of more like still don't know what I want for my future, but I I know I want to like visit places mm. and I know I just want to have fun yeah and I know that's been a big like realization for me this year like everything's just about like having fun being happy like mm. um like not not like chasing I suppose a certain number like yeah. in whatever like in you whatever, know exactly yeah um but just you know like um even everyday things like it's great to have goals it is like Mm. so so important to have goals but um I suppose to realize why you're doing them and who you're doing them for Mm. you know it's a different thing very true you know because how many people do so many things and realize down the road that doesn't make them happy and they think why it's because they're doing it for somebody else or yeah something else like external factors yeah um like, I know we were saying one time, like, we were like, you know, are your dreams, like, actually your dreams or are they your ego, like? Yeah, literally, because when you, even, like, when you read books on, like, depression stuff, like Lost Connections, it's such a good book that I'm reading at the moment. I borrowed it off Emma. And it's basically, you know, depression is just, um, well, what the book states it is, anyways, is just, like, human needs being unmet. And what you know a great you know what we all crave is like human connection 
but you can you can't get human connection unless you're very honest and with yourself and others but if we were to all act like that we would all just be loving each other hippies monks you know what i mean we wouldn't want anything else we wouldn't like want um materialistic things so it kind of goes in line with like are your dreams real or are they just ideas you get as a kid and you go with them or you think they'll bring you happiness but then like dreams is such a wholesome concept like follow your dreams yeah so does it just go back we were even talking to each other and being like what actually gives you a fire in your belly because that is your passion or that is your your purpose in this world like but it's hard because you know like you can identify with the dream and then you actually think, well, when I work towards this dream or do things that's with this dream, do I get a fire in my belly? Yeah. Am I making sense? Um, I think so. <laughs> yeah, I get you. Um, yeah. Like, the way I was sort of thinking of it is that, like, you know, like, um, you can get, like, praise and stuff about things and you might enjoy them, but then you might start chasing them. Mm. And then you're like, is this actually... Is it me that really wants this or not? Yeah. Or is it that, like, I've been told I'm good at something mm. and I should pursue it? Yeah. Um, but it's, yeah, it's it's weird, like, I don't know if people get that. I don't know either. I don't know, yeah. I do think, though, what you're saying, like, is absolutely true. Like, how many people pursue, like, say, there's just an example that came to mind, like, you know, careers in sport because they're good at it when they're kids. And their parents encourage them to do it. You know, you think of like famous athletes and stuff. Mm. And they become like dependent on drugs later in life or stuff because it's not what they wanted to do. Yeah. Or whatever. And I don't know, does that happen to a lot of people? Like Michael Jackson, for example. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, look how he ended up because his family forced him to be a singer. I wonder, did he really want to do that? I think he just wanted to be loved. But... <laughs> Maybe that's a bad example. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my oh, God. <laughs> oh, he found that, though. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I don't know. Um, It is weird, though. It's weird how much it changed. Like, even... Like, we're probably going to look back and this and be like, oh... Why You're so you... naive. Yeah, yeah, why do we just want to camp for that? Yeah, yeah <laughs> maybe. You know, um, but I suppose that's sort of what I've I've learned since I've moved out, though. And I think it does take um, it takes you meeting new people and seeing new things and stuff like that um, to really just open up and like and reassess what you want. Like, because mm. um, I know if I stayed in Crawford, like, um Probably still be playing Mogi and um oh, Jesus, I don't know what else I'd be at. Working in the deli maybe. Mm. Um but I I know it has like benefited me from moving out and like learning what I like and what I don't like and um just even with jobs and like joining clubs with the college and stuff like that. Um, and just meeting new people and seeing different lives mm. um, I feel like you can get caught sometimes in like you know small town mentality mm. and like you know no one really steps out of line like 
It's yeah. everyone said the same. That's why you see when people go to college, they change or their image changes or something because they become more authentic when they break away from um, the kind of the 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 way you conform with everyone you live with and everyone around you in a small village. Yeah. You know. It's only natural though that you do do that because you don't know any different. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's nothing you know? wrong with it either. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I do think like it does. It does change it. Yeah. Um, moving out and seeing new people, definitely. Um, yeah, definitely was a big thing for me. Yeah. Um, and developed me like massively. Mm. Um, even from like joining a different gym. Yeah. You know. Um, not seeing the same people around. Um. Yeah, really opens up your eyes. I don't know how this came from fishing boards, yeah, but... I don't know either. I don't know. Um, yeah, it is true, though. Like, every new experience kind of, you know, yeah, it's a new experience, but it teaches you about yourself. Being like, is this for me? Is it not for me? Mm. I know that's very basic, but I didn't really think of it like that, you know? Mm. Every new person, you know, they might have one aspect that you relate to or connect with and that might bring out every person you you meet in life you're supposed to meet them they teach you something and they bring out something in you yeah you know yeah they all have a purpose yeah hmm yeah um so that's an hour wow yeah that flew um <laughs> I don't know what that was. <laughs> I don't know either. Um, oh. I feel like I kind of blanked for a lot of it. Anyways, um, any final uh, words of advice for people or what you've learned maybe in the past couple of years? <laughs> don't stay in school, kids. <laughs> no. Yeah, drop out of your course. <laughs> oh, yeah, don't. Ed- edit that out, for both sake. Um, I, I'd say move out if you can. And... Um, start seeing what you like and leave away the things that you don't like and really think about it and see ask yourself if you like these things or not yeah true Um, if you're doing things for you or for other people yeah um because i know i did that in the past myself um but i know sometimes you just need to let go of things yeah um you know and even though all your friends might be part of it or you know you might be good at it um Leave it there, like yeah. you know, and try something else and see if you like that. Very good advice, Waters. Thanks. Mm. Yeah. Okay. That That's is. a wrap. <laughs> <laughs>